Welcome to a cup of coffee in the big time. Cup of coffee in the big time. Where we drink coffee and watch pro wrestling. I am Ford and I am joined uh, this week here by the sexiest big man in all of podcasting. That's right. The one, the only, the incomparable Vegas. This time you did charge me to say that. And he is probably holed up somewhere in a bunker in the middle of the country because he is freezing his ass off. He is the one, the only madness. Madness? Yes, yes. Down deep underground, there's actually four, count them, four doors you have to get through to be where I'm at right now. That's how locked away I am. You have to go through four fucking doors from the outside to get to where I am. Thank you for watching and or listening to this podcast. You can do so um, on Spotify. You can watch the show there. You can listen anywhere you get a podcast. You can watch us on our YouTube page at Coffee and Wrestling. On Instagram, we are at Coffee and Wrestling. The website uh, with all this information laid out in front of you nicely in a nice list is coffee and wrestling pod.com that's coffee and wrestling pod.com you can find all the links to subscribe and even buy a shirt if you want to follow us individually you can do so on twitter uh ford that's me i am at ford complains mm-hmm. the man next to me the sexiest big man in all of podcasting he's on twitter at joey s vegas and the S does not sand, stand for sand. And Madness, where can they follow you? Instagram at the Mike Madness. We have a great show lined up for you tonight, today, right now. It is the 25 year anniversary of a show that I watched live on pay per view at my grandparents' house on March with uh, the 29th. March 29th, Sunday the 29th. Yes, it is WrestleMania 14 from Boston, Massachusetts. And we're going to watch the match that, well, the match that changed the business. That's right. Stone Cold Steve Austin against Shawn Michaels for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship with Iron Mike Tyson. Iron Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. As the special guest ring enforcer and uh we have jcd here tonight with the pw120 we're going to play our second installment of who am i and we will try to keep madness in line so all of those things right here on the show and i've got our Meltzer ratings up that we can uh, rattle off when we begin the uh the recording of the show yeah. And I'm going to start brewing the delicious coffee. I push the button. Oh, yeah. a lot going on. I like where this is headed. We got a cool game that Dick Ford came up with. Joey Vegas is in charge of the coffee. I'm rattling off the star ratings where you two clowns have to make the guess. We play a lot of games on this show. We do. It's a lot of like games it. and shenanigans. We, and we... if you listen to our last episode, we're going to begin probably on our next one. But we're going to begin with picking a month. And we're going to go through the two pay-per-views between the two companies, and we're going to see which one was better. So uh, this week on the coffee, or this episode, I guess you could say, we're uh, Vegas, I will let you let everybody know what we're drinking. 
Yeah, we jumped on the uh, gigantic Target brand last week. We're back to little small, uh, little independent brands, uh, just like we did the first uh, couple episodes. Whipped Dream Creations Gourmet Coffee. Uh, this one is Caramel Apple. Mm. Uh, you like caramel because everyone you got from these people have been caramel. But it's caramel. It's caramel. Uh, apples drizzled in caramel. Ooh, yes. You could smell it too. Yeah, it's Jacksonville, Florida. So if you want Whip Dreams Coffee on Etsy, I believe, uh, go check them yes. out. Yes, and I will have the link in the description for you to go to their Etsy store so that you could try their coffee as well. Yes. There you go. WrestleMania 14, Boston. Um, Your favorite town. Kind of like, <laughs> kind of like, um, you know, last episode, we didn't give any kind of leeway, uh, any kind of lead into what was going on. I could tell you the lead and what's going on here off the top of my head uh, because this is, uh, I was more of a WWF guy and this shit is just ingrained in my, in my memory. So Austin has won the Royal rumble um, in uh, January. He pushed Tyson on raw. If you guys, I'm sure remember Jim Ross, Tyson and Austin, Tyson and Austin. It's an iconic, iconic moment. Uh, we had uh, No Way Out of Texas, where Kane slugged Vader with a wrench. And now we're here at uh, the pay-per-view. Uh, Triple H wrestles Owen Hart on this pay-per-view. Madness is going to take us through the matches leading up to the main event with the Meltzer star ratings. Go ahead. Are you guys ready? Do you want to begin the, the event first? Let's get the match going. Yeah, we could do that. Tell us what, uh, what's our time. Let's do that. Let's get the match going and then uh, for a watch along. And then yeah. we'll, we'll rattle off the uh, the card is only about seven matches prior to the one we're watching. So we'll burn through that pretty quickly during the intros. So let's get started here. If you're on the Peacock Network, uh, two hours, 11 minutes and one second. You should be seeing a, a wide shot of the arena in the entryway. Uh-huh. Are you guys there? Yeah, I'm there. I'm All ready. Right. I'm this gonna, this I'm episode, I'm on Peacock. So good, good. Three. I'll hit the three, two, one play. So we'll start there. Three, two, one, and play. This is my favorite uh, setup. I love this tunnel. You like that? That's very attitude esque. Yeah, that's attitude. Just, you know the. You know you can always tell. Like, I I always like how you could tell with the two companies where they were at the time. Like whenever I see this this round lit up little entryway, I know that's the Attitude Era's early stages in the beginning of that. And then, like I said before on WCW, when they changed to that peacock looking, no pun intended, no relation to what we're watching on here. That other logo for Nitro, you knew that was the demise happening of wcw so you know the wwf has got some good shit going here when you can see that beautiful entrance that you were talking about it also looks like a gaping vagina <laughs> wow. okay all right all right tell me what does that escalated really think. that escalated uh, quite quickly it just comes out of nowhere that's what uh that's what i'm here for you know yeah i do love i do love this entrance way yeah and, it is pretty uh, cool yeah tyson's telling everyone to suck it okay. you know one of the one of the most uh, fondest memories I have of this pay-per-view is the Pete Rose segment. How about it? 
he comes in with this. Is this the one with the uh, with Kane? Was well, like they're all with Kane, but this was he the comes first out. One. He comes out, and they're in Boston, and I'm a Yankees fan. I hate Boston, and he comes out there, and he starts cutting this heel promo on the crowd about how the Reds beat him and they never won a World Series, and he says his great line is, he goes. I left a couple of tickets for my good friend Bill Buckner, <laughs> but he couldn't bend over to pick him up. How about, how about it? it? I love it. I love, I love it. it. I love how about it? Uh, yeah, the the how best. about it? That's the funniest part. He says it like a fucking instigating little prick. Too. Oh, I love part. it. I love how about it. In fact, I'm gonna watch it after this show. How yeah. about it is the best. Maybe I'll record it and I'll play it as a bit on this show. I love that. Such an iconic. Pete Rose moment. And uh, yeah, that's one of my fondest memories of this show is the Pete Rose uh, promo. And uh, like I said, at the top of the show, I actually bought this pay-per-view, not me, my grandparents, but I watched this pay-per-view live and in living color. Who won more world series since then? Was it the Red Sox or the Yankees? I believe the Yankees won a few in what? 90. Eight ninety nine yeah. in two thousand, yeah. and then they won again in 09. Yeah, they won three in a row, four out of five years. Um, ninety uh, six, they didn't Maybe. win ninety seven. They won ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. Yep, and, and then, then they won in 09. and they won in oh nine. Technically, I mean, if you go that far back, the Yankees have won more. But if you go since the the last Yankee World Series, the Red Sox have won. More. Yeah, they think the Red Sox have won three. Yeah, they, they've done much the top I haven't followed baseball in a few years. So yeah. anyways, this is not a baseball podcast. We're going to go ahead and drop that right now. You got Tyson and Austin yeah. in the ring. And before Shawn Michaels uh, hits the ring here, I'm going to go ahead and start this uh, star rating of this event. Yeah, hold on one second. Let me jump in real quick. So, um, so if you are watching on the Peacock Network and you maybe have never seen this before, I don't know how, but just let's just pretend like maybe there's somebody out there who hasn't. Mike Tyson is wearing a DX t-shirt. Mike Tyson joined DX, I believe in February, to kind of stack the deck against uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin to kind of make it seem like this was not going to be the Austin era. And Shawn Michaels, you know, had found a way to recruit Tyson into DX. And that's why the special ring enforcer looks like he's bipartisan because he is wearing a DX t-shirt. And then we have live DX band playing him out. Do we have, um, yeah, we have the live DX band. I believe this guy's passed away. This lead singer here. Um, do we believe this is called the passing of the torch in some ways? Is oh, Shawn no. Michaels? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know if Shawn Michaels is a big enough. Well, he's hurt too at this point. So he had no choice, but to pass it on. But yeah, this was, this was surprised he just didn't lose his smile again. True. <laughs> and as somebody myself who is kind of going through 1990, as I discussed in the last show, and I'm also kind of watching 98 at the same time, they start bringing up his back injury right after the rumble. Yep. His casket match with Undertaker, where uh, Kane set the casket on fire. The casket's on fire. Um, so they're already hinting at, you know. Sean is is you know he's yeah he up. he didn't wrestle since the Royal Rumble he wrestled at no Rumble. way out or he was supposed to I don't know if he I, actually I can't recall I have to look that up but I thought he didn't wrestle since the Royal Rumble he might not have because um, of his injury but uh, yeah 
yeah so he's coming to the ring now with triple h china i believe this is like you know dx is one of those rare groups where you clearly have two defined eras yes and both eras are equally as great Uh, a lot of people will argue that the second installment of them was the better one and the only reason that the first incarnation gets more notoriety is just because they had the the revival and these guys were in the click together they had the revival in 06 and and beyond but i don't know i mean this this really did set the tone so you do have a point but it just felt like it got over they were more heelish here um as opposed to when they got x-pac road dog billy gunn they felt like more of a baby face faction wouldn't you say well yes um but i think a lot of that a lot of their baby face reaction came from this Shawn michaels triple h era i think they kind of rolled over well sure you can always say that the first was the best no no not, not, i'm not saying it was the best i'm saying because triple h and Shawn michaels were so cool and it was literally the next night, Hunter comes out and goes, Sean's out. It's a new era. X-Pac comes out, and at the end of the night, the New Age Outlaws join. So there is no there's no rest here. There's no, no. there's no it's, delay. It, it flips to the other thing overnight. Instantly. So I Instant. think, but because of the legwork that Hunter and Sean did making DX cool, I think that helped the new age outlaws and x-pac in that group that version oh yeah no doubt there's well look there's no bad version of degeneration x there's just it's just what you prefer i liked when they had rick rude there too well rick rude i mean oh the insurance policy yeah i mean he's good at anything i don't think if you adding rick rude to something never hurts it in my opinion no no i I think it's better so as the match is getting going here and you guys are getting your coffee together, I'm going to rattle off these uh, star ratings here for you, and we're going to have a little contest again. Joey Vegas wiped the floor last week with Dick Ford in this. Well, absolutely, he, also, he absolutely massacred him, and Dick Ford even looked at the star rating. Yeah, but he also got to go first every time. Well, then in that case, since you looked at it, he was able to get that first go at it for the first half of the stars, and he did destroy I understand. you. Yeah. I understand. And, and you actually work out. And, and, so, yeah. And also so you gonna... only said once. You only said once that I that you I took what you were gonna say. So don't don't even go there. All right. So here we go. This is uh WrestleMania 14. This is Sunday, March 29th, 1998, from the Fleet Center in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh first thing we'll guess is the attendance. What were we at here, Joey Vegas? What do you think? Oh, uh, Fleet Center. Um, uh, I'm gonna say twelve five. What? No, it better have better be bigger than that. Uh 17. It's about 19,000. So Dick Ford, you got that. Um, we can put that into the game. So remember, this is WrestleMania, Vegas. Vince does 12,000 at WrestleMania, he's gonna hang himself. It's probably <laughs> WrestleMania eleven in Connecticut. All right, the show started out. The show started off with a tag team battle royal. I am it's uh it's Animal and Hawk winning by pinfall against a whole plethora of team of guys. That I'm not going to read off to you. No, it's the faction tag team is basically. Yeah, it's a bunch of factions. The, the DOA uh, is out there. The, the, the what do you call it? The Truth Commission. 
they're all out there. It's it's a bunch of nonsense. But uh, it's eight. It gets this big tag team battle royal goes eight minutes and nineteen seconds. And uh, what do you think it got? Uh, I think it's Dick Ford. You can go first here. You got uh, minus half a star. Joey Vegas. I don't give negative stars, so I'm going to say uh, a quarter star. Uh, Dick Ford's going to win that one. This is a negative star and a half. So that would negative take you. Are a thing. <laughs> they're, they're a thing. No. That would take you to the second match of the night, which is going to be Taka Michinoku, champion, light heavyweight champion, defeating Aguila in five minutes and 57 seconds for the WWF light heavyweight title. Well, well, I think Joey Vegas can go here first. Yeah, we all know Vince hates cruiserweights or lightweights or whatever, and five minutes is nearly not long enough. Uh, but I'm going to go a star and a half. Well, you know, to be fair, too, though, the this division was always going to be doomed because Vince was only doing it because WCW well, yes. did it. Like, I mean, the light heavyweights had about as many competitors as the women's did in the mid-'90s, so... It was really a, just an extra on the card, but what did you yeah. give it? A star, a star and a half. Star and a half. Star and a half. I'm gonna say a star and a quarter. That would give it to Dick Ford because it's a half a star. Jeez, I thought it'd get a little bit better with Takamichi. no clue, as uh, Lawler would call him. Yeah. So I think Dick Ford's winning so far. But anyways, <laughs> uh, we got. The third matchup is uh, Triple H defeating Owen Hart by pinfall in 11 minutes and 29 seconds. That's for the European title. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to give this match, according to my my Uncle Dave, I'm going to give this match a star and three-quarter. Joey uh, Vegas? Uh, I mean, I was thinking at least two and a half. Joey Vegas is going to win that. This is a three-star contest. What? Yeah. I thought almost three and a wow. half, but I was like, that's a little too much. I didn't okay. like the time on it. All right. Well, here's the here's the fourth matchup for you. Yeah, the time was not too bad so far. So far, it's the longest one on the card from what I've read, including this one. Uh, this is going to be a mixed tag match. It's Mark Merrow and Sable defeating by pinfall Luna and the artist formerly known as Goldust. They got nine minutes and eleven seconds in this one. Joey Vegas, I think you're up first. No, it's it's him up first. No, I went first. Yeah. No, I, oh, I went first the last one. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh. Uh geez. I mean, you I mean, you're probably talking like a not even a star, like a dud. Oh, a dud? Dud. I mean You don't do negatives, but you do duds? I do duds. Okay. Because duds make sense. Negatives right. don't. Why ain't gonna guess a negative when the you know Meltzer has put negative star ratings out there? You're gonna cripple yourself with this contest. I'm not gonna cripple. Yeah, I'm not gonna do negatives. Be that as it may, because there's no such thing as a negative match. That's fine. That match we saw last two last episode was fucking negative. What do you say, Dick? I'm gonna say a quarter of a star. Shockingly, you guys are all way off. What did you say, Joey Vegas? I said a dud. You said a quarter star. Dick Ford's going to win this because this is a three-star match. Oh, shit. Wow. I, wow. <laughs> I mean, you lost me with Sable and Luna. I would never <laughs> even think that a mixed tag team match could even come over a half a star. Sable a star. hits the power bomb in this match, doesn't she? I think it's called the Sable bomb, you sexist fuck. Yeah. Okay. Uh, match number five on the card is The Rock defeating by disqualification 
Ken Shamrock, and they got a whole whopping four minutes and 49 seconds. Intercontinental title match. For the Intercontinental title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this fondly. What do you say? Um, I am going to give it one star. I th- Vegas? Uh, I'm giving it a half a star. That's too short of a time. Dick Ford's going to get this one. This is a star and a half. Oh, I'm impressed by that. For Yeah, for four that, minutes. Four minutes. Yeah. I but don't even know how those are longer. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go with another one. This is uh, the sixth match on the card. This is Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie defeating Billy Gunn and the Road Dog. This is for the uh, tag team titles in a tag team dumpster match. What do you guys say? Duke the Dumpster should have been the guest referee, I think. <laughs> of course you would think that. Uh, I mean. That's your guy. Yeah. It's a legend. I mean, those, those are some quality individuals <laughs> in this match. Yeah, Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie defeating Billy Gunn and the Road Dog in a tag so, team dumpster match for the titles. It's a title so change. This match happens because they threw Cactus Jack and Chainsaw in the dumpster and pushed it off the stage. Yeah. And Raw, yeah, that was a solid moment. That was a, another yeah. moment that just burned. So such a good time. So yeah. fun. All right, Joey Vegas, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to say one and three quarter stars. One and three quarter? Dick Ford. For this tag title match? Yeah, because I'm gonna it's got a lot of gimmicks in it. I'm going to say two stars. Dick Ford's going to win this one as a three and a quarter. Like we're giving see, him no. We're, I, Meltzer I mean, I, is very generous I, with these. Writings. I mean, I'm going to call Meltzer. I'm going to. I think Dave up. Meltzer. I think Dave Meltzer watched WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania. What the fuck am I talking oh, about? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm high. <laughs> WrestleMania 14 higher than fuck because he was in a good fucking mood for this he, one. Because like, like he was in a good mood. Because like I mean I, we all love Terry Funk and and Cactus Jack Big Fully like but they're a little older, you know. Yeah. All right, seventh seventh match, uh, big one. Everyone waited to see it. The Undertaker defeating Kane by pinfall. He did not want to fight his brother, but 16, you know, sixteen minutes and fifty eight seconds after Kane set his casket on fire. I guess yeah. Undertaker felt like he had no other choice. Listen, this. What do you match, say? What do you say? Uh, this match has two of the the best big workers in the business. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go three and a half. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if he's rating a mixed tag match, three and a quarter. How many minutes? Three and a half. Sixteen minutes and fifty eight seconds. Just pushing the the seventeen minute mark. With the intros, with the intros, this probably took about half an hour of the show. Something tells me two stars. Two stars. Dick Ford's gonna get this one because this only got a, a star and a half. The, the, Dave Belzer's stupid. Well, you did, I, I, I'm no longer. No, no. Watch the match. I, you haven't I, even seen the match in 25 years. I, okay. And yeah, I saw it when it happened. First of all, no, Dave. You remember? Dave, if, yes, I remember it. You're talking about. You're going to judge Meltzer's. Meltzer's. This I, rating I, from Meltzer was from the event. You haven't watched it in 25 years. Yeah. And you're going to think but, he's crazy. But he's crazy. If he's giving a mixed tag match, more stars than Kane and the Undertaker. That could be better. No, it's, you gotta watch. You gotta watch the match to see. It's what, not going to be better. There, yeah. you can never convince me that a mixed tag you match. You need to go home and watch this going to be better than Kane Under. You need to go how home much, and watch this pay per view. Then how much of that? I gotta go rewatch this match because I don't remember it so well off the top of my head. But I wonder how much of that Kane Undertaker match was just a lot of sitting there staring at each other for a while. 
I feel like is this the match where where Jim Ross says most three hundred pounders don't even leave their feet, and Kane like did the under did the the uh, the clothesline off the top rope because he loved yeah. to use that line. Oh yeah, most three hundred pounders. I don't know. You could be right with that memory. I can't really pinpoint. Um, I could specific be specific Jim Ross calls for matches. If I, I'm not that uh, ingrained in in wrestling, I mean. Close enough. Do you guys want me to give you the star rating, or do you guys want to guess the star rating for this current match? Or did you take a shot at me on that one? He was taking a it shot. It sounded at like you. you took a shot at me. Yeah, it was definitely a shot. But if we played Jr. going, "My God, that killed him!" My God, that killed him. He wouldn't know what match he's talking about, <laughs> wouldn't he? Wouldn't he? Yes, King, he would know. King, King of the Ring '98. Yeah, he would know. Yeah, he would know. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's I mean, a that's a special match. Would you know? Would you know? Tyson and Austin, Tyson, Tyson and Austin, Tyson and Austin. Yeah. Would you know Austin wins? Austin wins. Austin I don't know. Wins the rumble. All right, do you guys want to do the start rating for this or no? Or wait till after the match? After the match, clown shoes. Okay, clown oh, shoes. Austin oh, yeah. right now is uh, wrapped around Ooh. the pole. And uh, Shawn Michaels is hammering away. Tyson. Tyson so- looking like he's going to going to jump in there and do some hood rat bullshit. So I love talking about Tyson during this time because Tyson and this time, and it's if for anybody okay. who is, who Joy Vegas is, Joy Vegas is hacking away on coffee. I'm going to mute him. Anybody who's watching this when, uh, after the fact, <laughs> you all right? I muted him. So you'll, you'll, you'll hear his residual cough in my microphone, but yeah. for anybody who's watching this, like after the fact, and maybe you were too young in 97, uh, 98, or you weren't even alive in 98. There's no way for me to state how big Mike Tyson was to pay-per-view in 1998. Oh Think- my God. Massive. He just came back two years prior to this against Peter McNeely and his big return from after jail from throwing his mother down the fucking stairs. Wasn't that what it was? Did he throw his mother down the stairs? Tyson went to jail for raping that chick. Yeah, I thought he threw his mom down the stairs. No, he raped chicks. No, he raped that one broad. It's, it's a lot worse. The real question is how much. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it though? Yeah, is it? Wait a minute. Is it? I don't know. They're both pretty. I don't heinous. know. I mean, yeah. rape, rape is pretty invasive. No, rape, I mean, you just accused him of throwing his mother down the stairs. <laughs> At least he didn't rape somebody and That's stick his himself mother. aside. That's his mother. Why do I feel like Tyson no. threw his mother down the stairs? Did I hear that somewhere and just believed it for the like, last 30 years? You, I, He honestly thought Tyson went to jail for yeah. throwing his mother down the stairs. I, I mean, that's funny. No, he got in trouble for raping the chick. Well, I mean, not trouble. I mean, he was... I mean, yeah, he did time. Yeah, that's yeah. trouble, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, Mike, Tyson, Mike Tyson on pay-per-view in 1998 is... is um, You can't even think of like... Uh, Think Jake Paul, but people will actually spend their money. Was this now, before or after he started biting Evander Holyfield's this ears? Is, he's suspended right now. He he's suspended for biting Holy Holyfield's oh, okay. ear. I believe that was in June of the previous year or something. 90, yeah, yeah, June, July, August, something like that. Yeah, ninety-seven. And so uh, yeah, yeah, Tyson, this is a big deal. Tyson is barred from boxing. He can't box right now, but he they were able to pull strings. And they were able to get him involved with WrestleMania. This had to get approved by the by the the Vegas, uh, the athletic commission in Vegas. So if if, Vegas if, if doesn't approve if, this thing, this thing doesn't even happen. So if 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 he never bites Holyfield's ears, we might never have this moment. No, no, that's and, true. And in fact, you know what? You could go even a little further back. 
I know on our last show, I talked about this, the 1990 uh, uh, hiccup with pay-per-view, but I also noticed here, I'll, I'm going to read this to you. I have this right here on the official index of the Wrestling Observer newsletter. On the February 1st, 1990 edition of the Wrestling Observer newsletter, Titan, which is the WWF, signs Mike Tyson as a special referee for Hogan versus Savage at WrestleMania. Okay? Now, the only reason why that doesn't happen is because Tyson loses at the Tokyo Dome against Buster Douglas. And Buster Douglas ends up filling in from Mike Tyson. He mm -hmm. does the Tyson spot. But if the Tyson spot happens in 1990, who knows what happens to the wrestling business? And it could it could got even hotter. It's amazing. It's like one little thing that happens can change the whole course of history. Like if if Mike Tyson didn't throw his mother down the stairs, then <laughs> 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 <clears throat> he literally almost spit out his coffee. Um, AKA rape that woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to refer to now. Instead of saying raping a woman, we're going to say threw his mother down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey. I mean, it seems as if that's probably happened too. I think it did. I mean, I how, do you not, think... how do you know Mike Tyson didn't go to jail for raping a woman? Yeah. How did you not know that? I mean, Pretty sure I knew that, but I'm pretty sure okay. I thought he also threw his mother down the stairs. All right. Well, we're going to play our new game. We played it on our last episode. Don't forget to go back and listen to the uh, to the archives. We played a new game that I created. Who am I? That's right. Who am I? I try to stump these two jabrones by rattling off some, some clues. And if we get to the last clue and they still don't know, yours truly wins. Um, the first time we played this, on our last episode, Madness did get it right, right before the last clue, unfortunately. Oh, actually, after I read the last clue, he was able to get it right, and it was the Barbarian. Uh -huh. So I narrowed it down for these two Jay Browns, and it is going to be somebody who was on the roster in the WWF in March of 1998. And One, I'm two, three, kid. Okay, so it's somebody on the roster, March 1998, in the WWF. Correct. Yes. Correct Amundo. All right. Now, who's right. going first this time? So, Madness, since you got the last one right, since you won the last game, we're going to let v Vegas go first. And um, I'm basically going to start the clues off the same way I did the first time. Uh, Vegas, I know you're not going to get it. So, you don't even, you know. I might um, get it. I was born in 1965. 1965? Yeah. Uh, Takamichi Noku. Okay. Um, Madness. Do you have a guess for I was born in 1965? John Michaels. All right. Next clue. We'll start with you, Madness. I had eight different ring names in my career. That's the second one that you had, eight different ring I, names. I just did the math. I added them up, and that's what we got. <clears throat> it's eight all different ring names. And so this this guy also, is this is the same thing you read last time. Yes. Was born it, in 1958. It just happened to be that these two guys that I picked both had eight different ring names. I can't help it. Born in 1965. Okay, how about Owen Hart? No. All right, Vegas. You have a guess. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, Mick Foley. No. All right, here we go. We'll start with you, Vegas. I was trained by New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> well, trained by New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. And I already guessed Taka. 
I don't yeah. think he was trained by New Japan anyway. Oh, what a back body uh, drop. Uh, Kaz Hayashi. No. All right. Madness, you have a guess? Uh, let's see. What, what was the last clue there? It I was, was trained training. by New Japan Pro Wrestling. Pay I, attention. I know who it is. I haven't heard you. Oh. Uh, I'm going to say uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. How about uh, Brian Adams? No. All right. He wasn't even in here anymore. Nope. Damn it. Right. Moving on. Make it, uh, Madness, you get to go first. Uh, here we go. By 1998, I was a 13-year veteran of the sport. The sport. The sport. 13 years in 1998. That would be 1985. Day That's day. correct. You were two years old. That I would be. That I would be. Two years old. 1985, eight different ring names. Born in 1965, 20 years old. Hmm. Now, we don't know if that was the debut in the WWF, right? Um, I don't know if that was the... No, I don't know. He, I don't think he debuted in WWF. All right. Because he was trained by New Japan, so I'm assuming his debut was in New Japan. But I, yeah, could... I was going to say Triple H, but I think he was born in 1969, and he was trained by Killer Kowalski, so that's Correct. not true. Uh, let's say... Oh, boy. How about... Uh... I'm gonna pass. All right. Yeah, no, Do you have a guess or wanted to pass? Uh <clears throat> sounds like a pass. Yeah, I don't okay. know. Vegas, you'll get the next clue here. You get the first guess. I won the WCW tag titles once, the ECW tag titles once, and the ECW TV title four times. ECW That's... stands for Extreme Championship Wrestling, and the Austin era has begun. You have a winner. Wiener. With a very fast count, right? By oh, Mike yeah. Tyson. Mike Tyson. Yeah, it was a fast count. And for some reason, it held up. Gorilla Monsoon did not overturn the decision. I thought he was just an enforcer, not a referee. Well, the other referee took a bump. Yeah, well, does he train? Um, Is he licensed? <laughs> I loved it. I loved when they would do that, when the managers had to be licensed. And the, that was, those were good times. Good times. Morongo. You have a guess? Uh, WCW tag titles once. Jesus Christ. ECW once. Yeah. And type yeah. TV title four times. Four TV times. times. Madness, no Googling, please. Eyes over here. Thank you. <laughs> Googling anything. You don't have to cheat. Uh, it's not for money. I was trying to figure out what year Mike Tyson threw his mother down the stairs. So he was. He so got, I think I think he did. Uh, did he go in in like um, 90? 91? Stone Cold Steve Austin's my guess. Nope. Madness. Did he go in like 90, 91? Who? Tyson. Would he go to jail? Yeah. I believe it was 91. 91. All right. Do you have a guess, Madness, or are you going to pass? Wow. The ECW stuff it really uh, blows my mind here a little bit because I don't recall who the hell it was. How about uh, Gold Dust? No. All right. Here we go. Next clue. I only have two clues left. Two I get to go first left. on this one. You get yeah. to go first, Madness. Here we go. I also won the Pro Wrestling Noah Gold on four separate occasions. Oh. I also won. Pro Wrestling Noah Gold on four separate... I don't even know what the hell that means. That's a Japanese Pro Wrestling Noah is a Japanese company. Oh, Pro Wrestling Noah. I know what you're talking about now. Okay. Uh, shit. You got me good here, Dick. Woo! This is a tough one here. This is a tough one. This must be a very obscure uh, competitor here. Is it the Blue Meanie? Nope. Vegas, do you have a guess? Um, Or do you want to pass? I only have one more clue left. 
I know, and I guess no matter what, or I get the first guess. You no get matter the first what. stab. Oh, and Mike, Tyson knocked him out. Tyson just knocked out Shawn Michaels. You might as well take a guess, uh, Joey Bass. It's a free guess. I know. I, I, I know. So you're I'm, I, too. I just can't think of anybody that would be reasonable. Uh, I'd be you making did, you just the blue meaning. Jim the Anvil Nineheart. No. All right, here we go. Last clue. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter named me the most underrated wrestler in 1997. I will repeat. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter named me the most underrated wrestler in 1997. Vegas, you get to go first. Um, and the Austin era has begun, and it's the next night as Tyson drapes the three sixteen t shirt over Shawn Michaels. It's the next night where they bring out the Big Eagle belt, not the Little Eagle belt, not the Little Eagle, Big Eagle. God, the Noah thing. I don't. I mm-hmm. I'm not a big. I mean, I well, I don't know. Noah thing was just uh, another clue. I probably should have lumped it together with the other titles, but. Yeah, you probably should give like easier hints. The point is for somebody to get it. Um, you know, well, when you find out who the guy is, you're gonna be like, "Fuck." Uh, Chris Jericho. No, uh, he wasn't a WWF until 1990. Yeah, he wasn't there just yet. Um, we got madness. I was Uh, voted. I was rated. I was given the most underrated wrestler in 1997 award by the Wrestling Observer. News letter. Oh, I was really, I was just about to say one, but he was already dead by the time this happened, and he's not who I'm thinking of. Uh, it's not Louis Spicoli. No, I was gonna say Brian Pillman. Oh, yeah, no. but uh, Jesus, no, I don't think. Yeah, this would be well, uh, when you guys hear the name, though, you're gonna be like, ah, oh, son of a. I feel like, yeah, like it's probably somebody who's on the card who's not really who's El Snow. Oh, that was a good decision. That's, yeah, that's, close. that's close. But you both get the answer is Flash Funk. Damn. Yeah. Flash Funk. Too cold Scorpio. Too cold Scorpio. Yes, sir. He was ECW TV champion four times. He won that's the ECW one. tag titles, and he was the most underrated wrestler in 1997 because nobody was using him properly, unless it was Paul Heyman. He was actually a very underrated talent that uh, he has. He was doomed in WWF with that flash funk crap. Yeah. Well, most guys are when they give you that kind of bullshit. Gimmick. Oh, if you and come into the W, you know, if you came into the WWF in the mid nineties, you were either a garbage man, a plumber or a flash funk. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. On our next episode, we will play again. Who am I? And you'll pick some other, you know, obscure name that, People know the gimmick, but don't know who they're talking Listen, don't blame me because you couldn't get it right. I feel like I could have got that if I thought a little bit more. I feel don't like I blame me. It. The problem, the problem was the Japan stuff threw you off. It wasn't my and, fault. Yeah. Okay, Snitsky. <laughs> and, <clears throat> and yeah, pick somebody that actually means a shit. In, in the, in the big yeah, exactly. No, you. It's Flash Funk meant the shit. What not, are you talking not, about? Not WWF. Let's get funky. I can't remember his theme song. Flash Funk. I think Let's Get Funky. Wasn't that Brutus Clay? Brutus Clay? I don't know. Speaking of that, he's the world heavyweight champion right now. Funkest on a roll, right? (laughs) Yeah. The Funkadactyls. It was always like, call my mama or something, and then he was a ripoff of Ernest Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody call my mama. Yeah. You talking about Flash Funk. 
No, Bonus Clay was somebody better. Oh, Bonus Clay was somebody better. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I'll tell you this: you bring up Ernest Miller, it, it, you'll be hard pressed to find somebody more underrated in WCW 2000 than Ernest the Cat Miller. I'll tell you that much right now. He's in TV when he was right the, when he was the commissioner. I have spoken. He was a good on the mic. He was a good. He on the was he was, he was a uh, Ernest Miller was a, was underrated. Yes. All right, we have the uh, PW120 coming up with JCD. He'll bring you up to date. It's the fastest 120 seconds in all of professional wrestling podcasting. So uh, we have that coming up here. Uh, Follow the show on Instagram, at Coffee and Wrestling. Subscribe to us on YouTube, please, at Coffee and Wrestling. And uh, if you get all discombobulated, you're like, I don't know what to do. Go to coffeeandwrestlingpod.com. That's coffeeandwrestlingpod.com to find all the links to subscribe and to also um, buy a shirt. If you want to follow us individually because you just fucking can't get enough, you can do so. You can follow me on Twitter, uh, Ford at uh, Ford Complains. That's at Ford Complains. You can follow... The man right here, the sexiest big man in all of podcasting on Twitter as well. His Twitter handle is at Joey S Vegas, and the S does not stand for Sweet Chin Music. Madness, where can they follow you? Instagram, please, at the Mike Madness. All right. And that'll put a little button on WrestleMania 14. The Austin era has begun. The next night on Raw. Sean is out. Triple H is taking the reins of Degeneration X. X Pac will come over and make a comment about Bischoff having his head so far up Hogan's ass. He doesn't know where one ends and one begins. And at the end of the night, in a cage match, the New Age Outlaws will join Degeneration X. And then we are off to the races, as they say. And uh, yeah, next month is. Austin McMahon, one lay, one arm tied behind his back, and that'll be the first time that WWF beats WCW and f- effectively ending the 83-week streak and giving Eric Bischoff a podcast title name. So I think that uh, about wraps up March WWF uh, WrestleMania 14, no? That sounds about right, Mr. Dick Ford. We may end up hitting a little more WrestleMania in April in one of our shows as yeah, we WrestleMania are. does creep into the month of April. And uh, I do think we'll do that along with, I'm guessing, some sort of a spring stampede, maybe some ECW. Well, we're going to cover, remember, because we, we earlier we covered the, the um, Mega Powers exploding. So now we got to do the payoff and we got to do Hogan Savage, which was supposed to be with Iron Mike Tyson as Let's a special referee. We watch, we watch, we'll watch a Hogan Savage match every fucking month. Let's do yeah. it. Just Hogan Savage every month. In fact, you know what we'll, we'll do? What I'll do is I will reach out to my good friend there in Canada and I will get these observers from that uh, era and we'll talk about the Tyson. Uh, ref job that he was supposed to do for that Hogan and Savage match that we're talking about. Hogan Savage 45. Yeah. Very good. Very good. We're uh, Hogan uh, Savage defending the WWF world title. So there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's throw it over to JCD and then uh, we'll see you guys next time for Madness.
in the bunker there in the uh, middle of the country. I hope you thaw out and the weather turns and it gets really nice really quickly. For Vegas, the sexiest big man in all of podcasting, and for myself, Ford, we will see you guys next time. Cup of coffee in the big time. Right here on a cup of coffee in the big time where we drink coffee and we watch um, pro wrestling. Vegas, real quickly, your star rating for the caramel apple? Uh, I don't really taste uh, caramel or apple. Uh, I give it uh, one and a half again. One and a half yeah. stars. I'm giving oh, it. I'm giving boys. it. Boys, yeah. you, you didn't let me give the star rating for the final debate. Oh, we never did yeah. that. My God. Guys, I'm pay trying to sign off without any of that shit, without I'm getting away bitch. from this stuff. So let's do it. Steve Austin just defeated Shawn Michaels, who was the champion with the enforcer. Shit. Mike Tyson at ringside in 20 minutes and two seconds. This is the title change. The WWE World Heavyweight title that had how many stars? Joey Vegas? Uh, Three and a quarter. Three and a quarter. I think you're right. Um, I think he's right. I'm gonna go three stars. Well, Joy Vegas was right, and so were you, Dick. It's three and a quarter. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you and look. You stop looking at the ratings. Before. I will from now on. What are you gonna do about yeah. caramel apple there? If I whipped Dream Creations, you said how many stars? I said uh, one and a half. One and a half stars. Uh, I'm going to say uh, two stars. It's good caramel apple. If you're into caramel and you're into apple, um, you'll enjoy it. The link is in the description. For Madness, for Vegas, I'm Ford. We'll see you guys next time right here on A Cup of Coffee in the Big Time. JCD with this week's PW120. The Pro Wrestling 120, the fastest 120 seconds in pro wrestling. Everybody, this is John JCD Dimaselli for the PW120, and it is that time of year. It is that week. It is in the air. It is WrestleMania week, and I gotta tell you, not that I want to copy Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn from Monday night. This year truly feels different. There's a buzz about the show. There's excitement. There's excitement for what could happen Monday night. Friday night, there's even buzz for stand and deliver, which, you know, is just amazing. And kudos to H. And listen, the IWC reporters could do what they want to try to scare people about what is, is and what isn't going on with Vince, what is his actual role, what it isn't. And, you know, you can get the whole, oh, there was a sign that said Vince's office at Raw Monday night. And then two days later, oh, well, that's been there since July. It's just part of the direction to Gorilla. Shitty reporting aside, and every attempt to crap on this weekend, just like last year, went, oh, well, maybe Cody will pull out still at the last minute. There is a buzz, and I think for the first time in three years, we are looking at change at the top. I know some people still believe that Roman Reigns will win. I am not one of them. I 1 million percent expect Cody to defeat Roman this weekend and put the icing on the cake that has been... This about nine months since Hunter took over creative. I feel like it culminates this weekend and barring something unforeseen, I fully believe Hunter is going to hit a home run, knock it out of the park, and the buzz is going to grow from there. Enjoy this weekend. I know I will. For the PW120, this is John JCD Demicelli.